Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Appreciate you joining me. An awful lot to talk about, not just politics. An awful lot, as you can hear from the, uh, my opening uh, 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 stories uh, about crime and about just once again, just just utter breakdown and failings of our criminal justice system uh, across all different measures uh, that we are seeing. And to join me for all the chat this morning is writer and commentator Candice Holdsworth. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, I do want to get on to a couple of these these big cases that are front page of some of the newspapers today, but still a lot of the front pages is the future, particularly of Nadim Zahawi. Less of an issue is the story about Boris Johnson, isn't it, and his guarantee of a loan of uh, of up to eight hundred thousand pounds, and and basically being sort of helped to be organised by the now BBC chairman, then appointed by Boris Johnson. There's a BBC investigation which the BBC chairman Richard Sharp has called for, um, and that is in motion now. But of course, Boris Johnson is a former prime minister, a would be future prime minister, but a backbencher. Although you wouldn't realise that from that trip to Ukraine earlier this week. But Nadeem Zahawi is in the cabinet. He is um, uh, the party chairman for the Conservatives. Um, when Rishi Sunak announces a, an investigation uh, probed by his own uh, ethics advisor, Sir Laurie Magnus, um, saying, look, there are, there are questions that need answering. Do you think that is just the beginning of the end for Zahawi or is this just sort of kicking the can down the road? I think Sunak just wants to show that he's running a very different type of government to Boris Johnson. He wants he probably wants to know himself whether there's anything that Nadine Zahawi has to answer. It does for. suggest that there have been some suggestions that he, he he had no idea this fine had been paid when he appointed Nadine Zahawi to as well. No, I mean this seems to have just ambushed him and that's not a good thing so close to an election because this is all the things that brought down Boris Johnson, just all this sleaze, all the things going wrong. Yeah. And I don't think Sunak wants any of that. It's a big headache that he'll want to avoid. Indeed, well, Mr. Sahawi has uh, a lot of calls for him to resign. And we'll look at some of the front pages. And one paper in particular is very confident he's going to be gone very soon. But uh, Mr. Sahawi says uh, he was confident he had acted properly throughout. Um, the trouble is, I mean, some of the things that, that uh, are said don't quite tally with some other things that have been said. Uh, and that's the case for Boris Johnson's case and Adim Sahawi's. Um, it, it does not appear on the face of it that Mr Zahawi has been completely open and upfront. He has been threatening legal action against journalists looking into his tax affairs, accusing them of smearing him, and then admitting in a statement that, yes, you know, he, there had been 
a, a dispute and it had been settled. Um, many tax experts, which I'm sure we are not <laughs> ourselves, are very clear that paying a £1 million, a 30% fine on your unpaid tax is, is an admission that you had been in the wrong. This idea of being careless... I mean, we, we were talking on the show yesterday. Careless is getting your tax return in on the 1st of February, not the 31st of January. That, and I would not find that acceptable in a government minister, by the way. Um, you, know, you have to be completely on top of these things. But when you've got a, no doubt, very highly paid accountant, I mean, he's made 100 million quid from being a very successful businessman. He's got accountants. Yes, so, exactly. So someone's made a decision. To, but he's also claimed that he repeated statements in an interview with Sky News last week. He said categorically... Um, that, that his family had not benefited from an offshore, he or his family had not benefited from an offshore trust. But there's paperwork that says, well, offshore trust, what just shows, the offshore trust that owned shares in the YouGov company was owned by his parents, so that is, that is his family. But also, he, Nadim Zahawi, not his family, paid a, a, a million, 1.1 million pound fine and 3.7 million, we think, in, in unpaid capital gains tax to the taxman for capital gains tax that was due on these shares in this for this offshore trust. Well, why was he paying tax on something that he hadn't benefited from? I mean, I don't know about you. I don't pay other random people's tax, do you? Yes, I think all these questions are so relevant and they need to be looked into. That's a huge sum of money to be careless over. <laughs> That's not just an oversight. Yeah. And like you say, he has professional accountants doing this stuff. And the fact that he's trying to keep everything quiet, doesn't want to talk about yeah. it, very defensive, this shows that perhaps there is something to be looked at. And Okay, here's the question. I mean, lot the detail, a lot of people will go, oh, you know, four million pound figure, one million pound fine, taxes. Hold on. I mean, for a lot of people, it's going to be how much? I mean, these are huge sums yes. of money. He's a very rich man. He's a very successful businessman. And again, I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't subscribe to the politics of envy. I'm all for let's have, let's have successful people uh, making money, setting up businesses. Brilliant, uh, but then paying their due tax. But, but also, I'm very happy for those people who go into government and go into to politics. That's that's great as far as I'm concerned. But um, do you think that the, this whole thing just? It just smacks of a whole. When we had Rishi Sunak and his wife's non-dom status, that she paid 30 grand to pay less tax in this country to establish herself, even though she lives here, her children at school here, her husband was prime minister, and there she was saying, oh, no, but I'm not really, I'm not really here, you know. I'm, 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 I'm really, I'm, I'm in my head, you know, I'm, I'm domiciled over, you know, back, back home. Um, does all of this stuff just play into a whole, whether it's the Tories, rich Tories, being, being dodgy or even just a general politicians they're all at it snouts in the trough sort of narrative that we're kind of used to now it does yes i think it destroys their credibility politicians need to be held to a higher standard and both rishi sunak and nadim zahawi however briefly were chancellor of the exchequer yeah. so these are i mean to be fair at one point <laughs> we were all going to be chancellor of the exchequer were <laughs> yeah. we not <laughs> i know i mean can you even say that he was i mean it was like for like a, a second yes. perhaps um so if they're going to be writing the laws that everyone else has to abide by they have to abide by it themselves so, we're old-fashioned, aren't we? We're old-fashioned. That seems like such an obvious thing to yeah. say. But, I mean, in these times, no, we don't necessarily expect yeah. that, right? I just don't think you have to be anti-somebody or anti-Tory or pro anything. You just, I'm just really simple. Whether it's Boris Johnson and Partygate, whether it's Nazim Zahawi and his taxes, you need to... I'm not that bothered about the seatbelt in the back of the car. No, for I'm sorry. I'm yes. really not. Um, drink driving, care about, you know. But, but um, no, I, I just... You just need... To, you, know, you, you I don't want anyone in this country thinking they're above the law. No. Especially people... 
who make the law. Um, well, let's talk about laws that are supposed to protect us, um, where you might expect, for instance, that a man who had a history, a very long history of physical, um, um, sexual and other vo- and violence and other crime, drug crimes and the like, that he might be kept behind bars if he was thought to be a serious risk to particularly to women. Well, Jordan uh, McSweeney was sentenced last month to a 38 year minimum term. Again, why not die? Why not? You're going to die in prison. Well, I don't understand why we have these minimum terms of 38 years. Um, but a chief inspector of probation, Justin Russell, has issued a damning report out today uh, pointing out that this man was released just nine days before he murdered Zara Alina. Um, Zara Alina, of course, was a law graduate. She was murdered uh, on her way home in London, sexually assaulted, then murdered in June 22. Um, he basically should have been, A, should have been classed as high risk, possibly not released. Uh, and B, he should have been very closely monitored. He missed you know, three, you know, one, two, three appointments uh, with uh, his probation officer. No one did anything. Very slow with paperwork. Uh, he should have been recalled to jail before uh, this woman was murdered, but he wasn't. Um, just an abject failing by the probation staff, who apparently all going to be get extra training. Um, if working as a probation officer does not involve training not to see the release of and to closely watch and monitor and recall, if necessary, violent criminals. I don't know what the training involves. Yeah, what is going on with these people? This is such a huge failing. I think abject is a good way of describing mm. it. He'd missed three meetings, three, and no red flags were raised. That is a yeah. massive red flag. What was this guy doing? He'd One meeting. Rogue. No, I'm really clear. Unless you were in a car accident, you're in a coma in a hospital, you miss, you miss one of your meetings that you're a probation officer... You're back in jail. Yes. I don't know what's complicated about that. That's the deal. Yes. And this and it, it escalates as well. I mean, this guy had a huge history of violence. Yeah. He'd had lots of p- violence against ex-partners. People should have known you have to take violence against yeah. women seriously. And and he was very, very clear that, that he was he, he had uncontrollable anger. Yes. And uncontrolled anger. He had stalked some five women before he followed Zara Alina and then killed her. I can't imagine what it must be like for her parents to know that this could have look all I suppose all of these things could have been prevented. But but it's just so terrifying. You know, he dragged her into a driveway, sexually assaulted her, battered her, she then lay dying and, and died of her injuries later on. Um he pleaded guilty to the Muslim, but then got found guilty of the murder. Um, but but I wonder again, I, I don't know. I'm going to guess a lot of the people involved in managing him were working from home. Yes, they said something like there were vacancies. Yeah. And what does that mean? Does that mean people weren't there or that there weren't enough I, people to fill the roles? I mean, they That's don't have so enough vague. people in those jobs. But yeah, and it's a very difficult job. They tend to be managing like social workers, far too many people. And I think we have to have a lot of understanding and empathy for the people trying to do a very difficult job with very difficult people. But but again, I, I, what's the point of the probation service if it isn't to monitor these people? But also, as we've seen again and again, like that decision, you know, which was thankfully overturned to release uh, John Warboys, you know, the the, the, the the rapist taxi driver, that, that these decisions are often made to release people which are just totally misguided. Yeah, I want to know what's going on there. I want to know what their safeguarding measures are. And like people say... You need to look at the overall pattern of these people's behaviours. He yeah. wasn't classed as high risk because yeah. things were just looked at in isolation. But we do know but from criminals like this, it all adds up together and they often yeah. escalate their behaviour. And, and he'd attacked people in bar, in, behind prison, behind bars in prison, and he'd, and he'd made weapons and things. So we, we, on what basis was he even being released for that? Exactly. I mean, that alone should have kept him behind bars for another 10 years. Yes, yes. And you would think people who work in these, these departments would know that, that they wouldn't be so naive. Yeah. 
That's the funny thing, isn't it? You think we'd be a bit more trusting and naive. It seems to me that the general public is rather more uh, cynical yes. and, uh, and, and able to see these things. And we haven't even got to the Afghan double killer who posed as a 14-year-old when he was already an adult and had already killed two men in Serbia. Uh, but, oh, what a surprise. Killed again when he got here. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.